Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and I am out here at the Department of Public Works today with Scott Hall, our training program manager, and Lee Simpson, our resource manager. How are you guys doing today? We are awesome. We're good. Good, good. Well, thank you for having me today. I always love coming back here. I get to look through this window at Pikes Peak, and it's really probably one of the best views that the county has. (laughs) It is. Honestly, it's pretty fantastic. So uh, before we get into things, though, I wanted to add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. But to start off, as usual, I want to give you guys an opportunity to give us some background about yourselves prior to coming to El Paso County. So, uh, Scotty, how about we start with you? I have an actual ranching background. I've done some teaching in the past, but I grew up ranching, rodeo, and that kind of a thing. And then when I got hurt, it was time to start looking at other avenues. But I've been on heavy equipment my whole life. When most kids were building tree houses in a tree, I was building a tree house in the belly pan of a scraper. I've just always <laughs> been on equipment. And so falling into this just worked out perfectly. I can give that talent hopefully back and help these guys, you know, build a career. Very good. And Lee, how about you? Um, before here, I was in school for quite a while. I got my master's in human resource management and my bachelor's in finance. And then I spent about seven, eight years as a district administrator for a large retail store. Very nice. And so what led uh, both of you here? I guess, Scotty, you kind of talked about a little bit about, uh, Lee, what brought you here? And then tell us a little bit more about what you do specifically with the Department of Public Works. Um, Sure. I came here. um, My mom was a county employee and she loved working here. And I started applying and got a position at Human Services, Department of Human Services. And then I transferred out to DPW. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here I do a lot of finance, budget, procurement, inventory work. Great. And then, uh, Scotty, how about you? What does what uh, your role look like here with the Department of Public Works? I actually started in the field in Calhan. I live in Pueblo, and I drove every day to Calhan. I started on the drainage crew, and I was out there for about a year and a half. My dad was a blade operator here for 18 years, so got me interested in being here in the future I could have. And then openings came up here in town, so I moved to town. And then this uh, program was just starting, and it really needed some help. And so things changed, and I was able to, to step into this role, and we've been moving forward ever since, training people and getting things going. Great, and I imagine there's a lot of training that goes on here in the department itself. Uh, why, for you, Scotty, is on-the-job training so important in your role specifically? Like, how do you help administrate that? I get to guide the train. It's You can talk about training and running a machine or a truck all you want, but until you take someone out and put them behind the wheel and show them how things work and watch their eyes light up and the excitement of, I get to actually do this, we help them get their CDL, we help them run heavier equipment, and then depending on the crew they go to, we start getting specific pieces of equipment. But getting them ready to be on those crews is what I get to do. When they come into the county brand new, they spend the first two and a half months on my entry-level program, and we take them on machines, we take them out, we teach them how to get on the computers, every piece of it you can think of, and then we prepare, that prepares them to be on a crew full-time. Hopefully, we can't cover everything, but hopefully they're a good fit by the time that happens. And you kind of breezed over this, but you talked about training them to get their CDL. You make that, you made it sound like it wasn't that big of a deal, but I think (laughs) it's kind of a big deal. Can you talk about that a little bit? You're right. Um, That is a huge deal. For the longest time, We'd stick them with a driver, and they'd either get it or not, and that was it. They moved through. Well, through a federal mandate a year ago, February, 
um, all entities now have to have what's called the ELDT program, entry-level driver training. So it became 40 hours of theory time in a classroom, 40-plus hours behind the wheel with a different driver, and then they get to test for their CDL. We don't take it lightly. I have a full-time CDL trainer. who That is all she does for us, and she is constantly busy because every new person that comes in the door comes in with a CDL permit, most of them, and then we help them get that CDL component. Very good. And you mentioned a lot of these training programs that you do. Are those ones that are more like, are they all federally mandated? Are these programs that you're coming up with yourselves or are specific to, you know, El Paso County, Colorado Springs area? Like, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. The CDL piece is absolutely federally mandated. Otherwise, we, the size of the entity that we are, we have to have a training program and we never really did. It was, here's the keys, don't break it. So about three, four years ago, when I took this over, we really got serious. We track people we put them on piece of equipment we've got a career progression now and we track every hour that they put into something and we've got set amounts of hours we take this very seriously we just don't stick them in a machine not everybody's acclimated to machines so we try to help see who's going to fit who doesn't mm-hmm. no that's that's very cool and one of the things i've actually been had the fortune to be around the department of public works quite a bit since i've been here and i've noticed you guys doing a lot more work with high school students and with career fair kind of things. Can you talk about how that fits in with the training that you do and why that's so valuable? Maybe Lee, you can share a little bit more about that. Sure. Um, Several years ago, Scotty and I were talking when he started doing the training program about a local school that focused on construction and welding and mechanics. And we talked about getting together and seeing if we could visit the school and see what these kids are doing so they could grow maybe into positions here with us at the county It did take us a while to get into that, but recently, the past year and a half, we've started really getting into that. Um, Scotty visits a lot of schools, and then we work together to bring high school kids out here and do tours of the building, um, get into equipment, and all sorts of really fun things that really show them what we're about here and what we do. And Scotty, what have you seen as some of the outcomes from those efforts? It's been incredible. Right now, I've got a young lady who came from one of the programs I did at Atlas Preparatory. She applied for a seasonal, got that job. There is a full-time opening. She just applied for that and now will have that position. Um, She's 18 and building a career. How much better is it get to that uh, young lady in a male-dominated field? We're making this happen for these kids. Yeah, and I I want you to talk about that a little bit more because, again, I I feel like you kind of breeze through the 18 starting career. I mean, I think about when I was 18, a career was not what exactly I had in mind. And, you know, and then some other 18-year-olds, high school graduates are going off to college and things like that. Why is the concept, I guess, of starting your career at 18 uh, so valuable as opposed to going into, you know, there are a number of different jobs you can get at that age. You can, you know, be a lifeguard. You can do, you can go into the fast food industry, lots of other things you can do. Uh, but why is starting your career so quickly so important in your opinion? When you come to El Paso County, that career will be, we have a gentleman that's been on a road grade for 43 years. That's a career. Get that in a kid's head's pretty tough. A kid doesn't know what benefits, things like that are. But when you start at that age, you can literally retire you know, 40 years down the road, start a whole nother career, however long you want to be here, hopefully it's forever. But getting a kid to understand the importance of that and benefits is just incredible these days. Um, the careers and construction kids that I go talk to, they really lean on those components for them. And when we go to the D49 kids, I call them floaters. Um, they're getting out of school. They don't know where they're going. Mom and dad are saying, well, you're going to college. Or they may want to go to college for a little bit. Now they're 30 grand in debt 
and don't know what to do. They floated through this thing. So hopefully we can give them a sample, even if they start as a seasonal like Julie did, or these kids come over and they tour and they get in a machine and they see there's other things. Then they go, okay, you know what? School might be cool, but I'll try this for a little bit, or this could be that career. It just means so much to open their eyes right off the bat at that age. No one did that. I worked my whole life, so I didn't, you know, that's how it was. But these kids nowadays are, have got their hands tied. We're trying to give them options. Yeah. And you've mentioned a couple of different, uh, essentially, partners from the sound of it. You mentioned Careers in Construction, uh, Atlas Preparatory, District 49. Uh, how is building this relationship of partners really benefited these training programs that you're working on, especially working with these high school kids? Um, I think there's a lot to building the relationships with these outside entities, with our department, and with all of El Paso County. So we started with D49 because it's where we sit as um DPW on, on Acres, and they already had a pretty great program going where they were working with other outside companies to do internships, job shadows, and site visits. So we did start there, and it's important, I believe, because it also builds a connection with our community. So it's not just about helping these kids out. Um, we've, or we've heard these kids go home and talk to their cousins and their siblings and their parents. We've had parents come and apply for positions after their kid did a site visit here. So it really just expands how we can reach out to the community and how we can build that connection so they understand what we do as a county and what we do as a department. Part of that, too, is they look at the county and say, oh, those, are, those guys run snowplows. They have no idea what we do. So when we go talk to these kids and we bring these D49 kids in, like she said, now parents are becoming aware. Plus, it happens all the time. I'll go somewhere and somebody say, oh, hey, you were at my son's presentation the other day. I didn't know you did that. So, again, we're, we're opening the community's eyes to what we're giving back, if you will. And I think it's a win all the way around. And this is just a fledgling program. We're, we're just at the bottom right now concentrating on D49, but we're going to open this to everybody when it's proven. And right now we're, we're killing it. We're doing good with it. Yeah, no, that, that's incredible. And those connections you make with the residents of El Paso County as you're doing those uh, site visits or, their, or the, like you said, the students are coming here and doing uh, job shadows or whatever the case may be, what do you think that does, I guess, maybe on a larger picture for building that trust between El Paso County residents and the Department of Public Works? I think that's absolutely the key to it. That trust piece right there, they... Now they believe in what we do. The old joke is how many county guys does it take to lean on a shelf or whatever? <laughs> well, we're proving that that's not what it is. We're a whole new generation of people. And with these new kids, and we, I concentrate heavily on the employees that we have now. There's con- all, always ongoing trainings. But with these new kids coming in and giving them a step up to build that career, then mom and dad are happy. They're seeing us give back. Mom and dad are now interested in what we do. It's all the way around. It's a win. And how do you think that also translates to things like uh, the Citizen Connect app, right? That's something where residents can reach out to a, a number of departments within the county, but also specifically the Department of Public Works and say, hey, guys, I see this issue or, you know, wanted to bring this to your awareness. Do you think it makes them more likely to get in touch with us in that way and then um, be able to maybe address problem spots sooner? I think it does. I think... Because I get out and I go to so many places, and not just the schools, we do the bigger career fairs. I might see, last one, I think 600-plus kids. Oh, wow. They're going home, talking to mom and dad, hey, that's a cool thing. So it makes them want to be, makes us the good guy in the deal, you know. So if they're going to call Citizens Connect, it's not with a bad attitude. It's, hey, I know you're giving back. Could you do this for us? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. 
Um, I, I just think that the word of mouth is, is the best seller for us. I think it really reinforces positive interactions that we can have with the community. And like Scotty has said, I have been to my son's school and someone there saw me when they came for one of our um, career fairs out here at the building. So really just being able to have that positivity, outreach, and the connection, I think that's going to build um, and expand and word of mouth, like Scotty said, probably most important thing we get from this. Yeah, no, that that's really great. And I think one of the things to point out too is, you know, obviously it is great that students are coming here and they're seeing the options and thinking, hey, maybe this is for me. But also the other side of that, how valuable is it for young people to see something and say, well, maybe that's not for me after all, right? That's Scotty? exactly right. That And that is goes back to that floater thing. If they haven't tried it, they don't know. Some may think they want to play an asphalt or whatever it is and actually come do it. Those guys work their butts off. They come to it and go, ah, you know what, school might be my thing, but at least it gives them that drive to move on to that next part of their life. We're not going to win them all. I mean, right now it's we're just showing everybody that we can, what we do. But if, if they want to be somewhere else, pick something. I don't care what it is. We're trying to get it in their head. Just pick something. Don't float. I think that's one of the biggest benefits that we have as the county is when we bring the kids out here, it's not just equipment. It's not just highway. We have fleet. We have finance. We have engineering. We have stockroom, dispatch. And then if you expand outside of our department, parks, facilities, all these other career areas that these kids, their parents, families, they're not aware of that we have um, within the county. So we can have that ability to bring them out here and show them all these different careers. Just in our building here, we have ones that require college, ones that don't require college. So if a kid is like trying something out and they're like, I'm not sure this is for me, think I'm going to try college. Well, we have that benefit of tuition reimbursement. We have that benefit of seasonal work. So when they're home for school during the summer, they can still come here and have a position um, and, and expand their knowledge in the area, but also their interest and try to find out what it is they're looking for for their long-term career. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good point to highlight is El Paso County has over 3,000 employees, right? So they're not all in the Department of Public Works. <laughs> Might be, it'd probably be nice if they were, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but um, no, like there, there really are a wide array of job opportunities with the county. And, you know, like you're saying, I think one way that uh, Public Works is uniquely positioned is all of those seasonal jobs. And, you know, if it's someone who comes in and does a great job, it's going to be remembered. Yeah. And, you know, if they want to come back and yeah, maybe Public Works wasn't the right spot for them, but, you know, they worked here seasonally, they're known by El Paso County, and they're like, oh, I want to go into like you said, parks, or I want to go into economic development, or I want to, you know, go into whatever the case may be, yeah, you have a built-in referral, right? And and it's already, uh, the gears have already started turning uh, for them. And I, I kind of want to talk to, um, I don't, we don't have to get too far into this, but both of you are parents, is that correct? Mm -hmm. In your, in your mind, why is, a program like this, what you're doing with high school so students, so important to you as a parent, not as someone who's employed by El Paso County and works for the Department of Public Works, but as a parent. Why is it so valuable for you, and why do you think it's so valuable for other parents to see these programs exist for their kids? I have a son that just graduated in May from high school, and he doesn't know what he wants to do fully yet. And having an opportunity as a parent for um, my kid to come in here and be able to see all the different opportunities, whether or not he wants to work at the county, that's, you know, 
not part of that, he could continue finding a path in his career or that he doesn't like equipment or whatever else, else he is he tries for, you know, as a seasonal or a part-time employee or any of the options we have with, we're looking at starting um, job shadowing and possibly internships. Those are just great opportunities that you can't get everywhere that can give your kid just the ideal. It must be so hard to make a decision at 18. I don't remember um, about what are you going to do the rest of your life at 18 years old. And to be able to come here and just to get all of that information and all of that opportunity and to try things, I, I just think that's that's a great um, opportunity. I think that my kids, because they grew up on a huge ranch, they had a leg up for it anyway. But we took them into town in Pueblo and they went to school in town. And I looked at all those other kids, and especially when they got closer to high school, that if those kids would have had the opportunities to come here or these technical programs or, or the pieces that we do, I think it would open so many more doors for them. Right now, I think a kid is so confused, like Lee said, at 18, how do you possibly know what you want to do? All I ever want to do is work. All my kids want to do is work. But I watch the other 99%, and they have no idea, so they end up flipping burgers, not cutting that industry. But is there a future there? Pretty minimal. Come here, yeah, you're looking down the road at benefits and um, all kinds of things. It's just getting a kid that age to understand what that's worth. Yeah, not many, as far as I know at least, not many fast food jobs or food industry jobs have pensions attached to them. So, uh, yeah, no, I I think the point is well made. And like you said, it's not a cut to the industry or anything. It's just the reality of the situation. Right. And so, you know, if it's, it's worth taking a look, like I barely remember when I was 18 and that was 20 years ago. (laughs) It's okay. Look, it's just longer ago for some than others. That's okay. But for me trying to remember that long ago is still very difficult. And, you know, I felt like I knew what I wanted to do. But that still didn't make it easy. And I still had to go through that growing up process. And part of that growing up process is maturing your thought process and really coming to grips with what being an adult is all about. And I think the the point about getting into a career is so important because until you're there, until you're working in a quote unquote career job, I think it's really hard to grow up that part of your thought process yep. and really understand 401ks are important. Ben- medical benefits are important. All through college, you know, I was in college. I was what I thought was growing up and, and you know, learning things. I was not learning about medical benefits. I wasn't learning about 401ks. I was learning about other stuff. And so I still had to do that part of growing up and becoming an adult after I got through all of that. So I think the way you're talking about advancing skills of these high school kids is really interesting because that's a part that is not taught. At least when I look, when I was in high school, it was certainly not taught. I don't know if they're teaching it more now to high school kids or not, but I think the point still stands. Learning how to mature your mind into that uh, career thought process is extremely important, and I think that's a lot of what you've been talking about. Yeah, and it's I can look at it from both ways because I only graduated from college um, 18, 19 years ago. I was complete non-traditional. I had my hands in it long before that. I'll die with my student loans. That's just the reality <laughs> of it. But when I talk to these kids, and we were just talking this morning about working on a mentorship and and get them with somebody that can help them through this process and go, okay, that might not work for you. This may, we're just trying to get, because you're right, being that age, how do you possibly have the maturity to know what that is? But when we're working on through these component pieces, that is a big part of it. Um, 
My team is working on leadership programs. You know, we tell them, hey, your goal is to go be a leader when, when I retire. How do you get there? No one can tell them. They're just, you're going to be a leader. So we're working on those pieces, too. When these kids are coming in, we're starting a program now to look at that leadership moving forward. Give them that idea in their head that you are working towards something, not just showing up on time every day. That's a handful for a lot of them, but we're, we're growing them up that way. Yeah, no, very good. That I, I think that was very well said. So uh, as we're getting to the close here, wrapping things up, I just wanted to give each of you an opportunity uh, to add anything else that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you think would be important to add to the conversation or uh, kind of reiterate something that you think would be important to uh, drive a point home. Uh, Lee, uh, we'll start with you. Sure. I I really think that the work that we've done here, and, and it's not just been me and Scotty, it's it's been many people throughout the department that have really helped us push through this program and, and then outside of our department with other areas um, throughout the county. And it, I think we're just at the starting point of this. And I see so much room for growth and expansion just outside of the district that we've been working with, outside of our department even. We have so many great careers throughout the county that could benefit from the program that we've been working on and reaching out to these kids and getting them in the door when they, uh, they're they not sure where they want to go out of high school. So I hope we get to expand. Um, we talked, Scotty talked a minute ago about mentoring um, into the job shadowing part that we're looking at. Uh, these kids in their younger years of high school can come out um, a couple hours a week and, and just follow someone and see what they do if it's even an interest area. And I think that's a great opportunity. Um, onto um, internships for even for kids that are have decided a career path into college, they can still do an internship over the summer, you know, help them out in their college career and us. And maybe they come back when they graduate and, and look for an opportunity here. So we have so much room for growth, and, and I just think it's a great program. And I look forward to like expanding it and seeing what else we can do. To tie into what Lee said too, if it weren't for our leadership, Kevin Mast and Jack Ladley, they're like, take the reins, you got this. We couldn't do it without that kind of freedom. Um, and I want to reiterate, too, that this isn't just about those kids. We spend a lot of time keeping our current employees as trained as we possibly can. So that's also leading into getting those kids come here because some of those kids are, you know, sons, daughters of these guys. Mm -hmm. But I think that this program moving forward just encompasses everything. And we're going to – we didn't – our biggest fear was it was going to get too big too fast and then it would take a life of its own, and we couldn't get it where we wanted. So that's why we've really kind of kept it tight like this. But she said, and I, I get questioned all the time from other entities. I've got friends at Springs Utilities, and, hey, what are you guys doing over there? How's this working for you? Oh, you're hiring a bunch of dumb kids. No, sir. They're not dumb kids. They're kids that don't know. It is a blank slate. We're bringing them in here. We're going to teach them all the component parts. As Kevin Maston says, when they come in here, we might be some of the first real grown-up parents that they've ever got to experience. We're going to help them be better at life. And if whatever that means, and if they don't stay here, like Lee said, go do something. Don't yeah. just float. Yeah. And if people are interested, if kids are interested or parents are interested in getting their kids involved in these type of programs, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? The best way, in my opinion, um, they need to start with their schools, depending on their age. Because Lee and I are working on a piece right now to where we're going to get it to where 16 and 17-year-olds can come here and work as well. But they need to start at the schools. Most of those schools, the careers in construction that I go to, they've got their fingers in all the schools. Um, so start with that. If, if they have a 17-, 18-year-old kid, I am more than happy to have them come over here, and I'll talk to them as just that, you know, that outside voice, um, and, and take them on a tour. Show them a piece of equipment. Um, 
when when the young gal that started here now, when I put her in a dozer and we fired it up, she'd never been near anything like that. And I think that was the hook. How would a kid ever get to be around that if they don't ask, don't come here? So if the school doesn't offer something, um, please, they can get my information, and I'd love to talk to them. We'll talk to a group. We'll talk to one, whatever that is. We just want to help them start a future. All right, great. Well, thank you, Scotty and Lee. I uh, really appreciate you guys taking the time today and for the work that you do uh, here at El Paso County. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Man, putting this on the, on the airwaves is awesome. We're going to get better. We're winning. Great. Uh, that's wonderful. And if you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.